0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Heart Podcast, the show that we talk about life's problems that may break or tear hearts apart. On Reconnect My Heart, I'm sorry, on Reconnect My Heart, we discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call me at 516 453 918, that's 516-453-918, or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Reconnect My Heart. For those that are interested to see the video version of this podcast, catch me on my website at brotherprater.com forward slash Reconnect My Heart Live. So, I'm so glad you're able to join us. I hope and pray that you all had an awesome day. In spite of this pandemic, it's not going to get us down. So, as we get ready to end the 20th day of September, we want to reflect on the goodness of God. God has been so awesome to us, not just throughout this month. I've just throughout this year but just think about today think about all the dangers that's, that you've been exposed to you know you just going out in your front yard and you look at the power lines no one power lines dropped think about it we were driving through seen and unseen dangers every day and nothing happens And even if something happened, it didn't destroy us. So that's something to thank God for. So as we get ready to get started, we want to think about today. Today we're going to talk about a subject that may be uh, long overdue. Finding hope for a hurting generation. You know, Those that know, I work in law enforcement. I've been in law enforcement for over 26 years, and I'm not in the streets. I'm in the jail. And I give my respect to those who work the streets, uh, the brothers and sisters in blue. But also, I know even right now, a lot of people, first of all, I do want to say, we always say, you know, there are some good cops. There are some bad cops. There are some horrible cops. There are some people. There are some good people. There are some horrible people. And right now, you know, when I started at the sheriff's department, I didn't know why. Uh, I, I was there, but I realized that God had me there for a reason and for me to be able to really just see behind the scenes of a lot of things. I've been exposed to some things since I've been employed at the Sheriff's Department. And also, I'm learning things. I'm learning every day. But also, not just learning things, more importantly, I'm learning people. Do I know everything? No, I don't. And I wish I knew everything. But most importantly, I know someone who does know everything. And I realized that God had me there for a reason. And I know I'm not the only one that God has placed there for a reason. Even those who are in law enforcement, just being real, we have to realize that that is an important task. That is an important ministry. And that doesn't mean that you have to pull out your Bible to to lecture people. The most effective way to minister to people is through your life through your life, and how you treat people. And it's funny, I didn't know that I was going to bring this up in the beginning, but I see that this actually, if you want to say, is the jumpstart of this particular topic because right now, a lot of people in this generation, this hurting generation, they have lost confidence in law enforcement. They have lost confidence in politics or politics. They have lost confidence with friends, family, but also with the church. And right now, we're at a point where this United States, these United States, and even the world, we are facing a pandemic and right now, along with facing the pandemic, we are also preparing to vote. Now, voting is very important and I'm not I'm not gonna speak on um a particular party. My main thing I tell people your vote is your voice. Use it. And I will say this you that are eighteen years old and older Everyone that can has a biblical responsibility to vote. And I'm going to tell you something. Don't let anybody make you feel, oh, it don't matter. Oh, and I'm going to say it like this. I've heard some people, I actually saw a video protesting, we're not going to vote. That devil is a lie. You better get up and vote. I'm not telling you who to vote for, but vote. Vote. That's all I'm going to say. Vote. It's your responsibility to vote. And think about it. I'm going to add this a little bit to it, too. You think about it. If you feel like your vote doesn't matter, then why is it so much of an uproar where you look at in history? I'm not going to even bring up right now, but you look up in history where people have had a hard time. There are people that have gotten killed because they tried to vote. Or they try to uh get their rights to vote, all these things, and it's funny it happened in our lifetime. I saw an article where it showed this man on a pole getting beat because he tried to vote, and I know we read about it in news articles in history. we've seen some in movies, but don't you know those are actual people. That's not some fictitious story. These are actual people. So we do have a biblical right, biblical right to vote. And I know, and I'm saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, and I'm a Christian, and I tell people, we as believers can't just sit down and say, well, you know, uh, we're just going to let the Lord handle it. No, the Lord is telling you to get up and go vote. Why do I say that? Because we always pray, Lord, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But how is his will going to be done on earth when we're not getting up and both Look, we are God's workmanship. So I do have to put that out there. But along with that, this generation, this point blank, we as, excuse me, I have something in my eye. We as the adults who know better, even those who have said, you know, we're saved and uh, we're active in church, being real, we have failed. Uh, Many of us have failed this generation. Why do I say that? Right now, I remember growing up, I remember where I would see My parents, or my uncles, or grandparents, great grandparents, the way they carried themselves. They lived the life where we can go to them for guidance, for counsel. There was a level of respect that we gave them because they respected themselves. When you see the older gentleman, they dressed apart. you know they carried themselves. But they they had a disposition about them. Also, even the young ladies, that devil is alive. Also, even the young ladies, they respected themselves. They knew how to carry themselves. They knew when you spoke to them, they had godly wisdom. They and they would talk to you. We are personally. I had people who I can look up to, who I can talk to for guidance, for counsel, or even prayer. But when you look at the generations that are below us, even two generations that are below us, when we look at them, are we living the same example of the examples that we had? A lot of them, If they come to us, unfortunately, we're doing the same thing that they're doing. It used to be where our grandmama, granddad, or whatever would kill the church. But right now, the younger generations, where are we taking them? We're taking them to the strip club. We're taking them to the dope house we're not feeding them, we're not nurturing them, we're not talking to them. Right now, not only this being a hurting generation, but it seems like this generation is so angry, so angry. You know, like I said, I deal with a lot of people And not just the inmates. I'm going to be real with you. It ain't just the hurting. It ain't just the inmates that are angry. When I see some of my fellow coworkers, those that are in the past or those that are currently, when I look at them, I'm like, man, they young enough to be my child, young enough to be my son, my daughter. And when you see them, of course, they're doing their job. But we as people of God, we, we should be able to discern, we should be able to listen to God and put a position where say, hey, look here, you need to talk to this person. Show them some love. Or, hey, how about you just pull them to the side, hey, the way, do something for them. Because to be honest with you, a lot of them, they never had it. I realize there are so many of this generation, they're dealing with adult issues. A lot of them, they're kids themselves. Now, they may be uh, in their 20s, true, still trying to cope with trying to figure out who they are in life. And unfortunately, a lot of times, they're picking up from the mistakes, not of their life, but even of their parents' lives. Hmm. So when we look at this generation, a lot of them are angry. A lot of them, like I said, don't trust anybody. And unfortunately, they ain't afraid to die. That's the scary part about it. They ain't scared to die. They're not scared. Look, I found out the reason why they're not scared to die is because we haven't given them a reason to live. Are we talking to Are we spending time with them? Now of course growing up we had the um boys and girls club we had the Boy scout girl scout all that stuff I remember even going to the park where we would just fellowship you know when we, were, when we grew up we was at my mom's house and there was a park across the street and people around the neighborhood would get together and meet up at the park and there was a pool uh um, there was a hot scotch. For those that are back in the day, there was a hot scout, We played double dutch. We did the jump rope, all that stuff. But what's going on right now? Oh, don't forget, we would get to football. We will play football. We would go to the basketball court that didn't have a net. <laughs> but we would go. And when it was time for us to get to the house, my mama or somebody else's mama in the neighborhood would flick the lights on and off for us to see it from the porch. Those are the kind of times that we had. We went outside. We wasn't being mischievous, but we had fun. We fellowshiped. But now, offering this generation. Okay, don't get me wrong. Exhaust is all right. But also, there's a point where they have to be able to engage outside of the house. What are we doing? We're isolating ourselves. We're isolating. Get this, my generation. Excuse me. We're isolating ourselves from the from the next generation. Sometimes we try to compete with them. There are some young ladies that are trying to relive or revisit their youth. There are some guys. They're trying to be the Mac Daddy, and they're trying to compete with somebody that's. They're not even their peers. But God want us to turn this nation right side up. God want us to turn our life right side up. But what are we going to do? It's time out for excuses. Sure enough, we can easily tell the kids, oh, oh, they bad. They bad. But who's going to the time to talk to them, to love on them, to listen to them. You think about it. There's a lot of them. They got so much anger in them because they got so much within them and nobody's spending time with them, correcting them, helping them, listening. Now, true enough, anybody can say what the problem is. Anybody can come up with a solution, but are you waiting on somebody to implement your solutions in somebody else's life? Or are you going to be the one that come up with a solution and then also do the legwork too? We have a whole lot of chiefs, but no Indians. Oh, we have a beautiful plan, a beautiful idea. Are oh, you going to be the one to help put into action. Let's be real. A lot of times we depend upon other people to do our responsibilities. Like I mentioned earlier, we give so many of our responsibilities to God, and God has given us the responsibilities to do it. Oh, God, go over there and talk to that person. Help that person. And God's saying, yeah, that's what I got you for. I want you to go over there. I gave you Ability to go and speak. All you need to do is just go there and I will speak through you, but I won't speak for you. Hmm. So, in other words, we need to get off our do nothing and do something. This is the only way that this world, this nation is going to change right side up. You know, we, I was mentioning even about law enforcement. How many. If we be real, if we be real, how many of us have listened to either the younger generation, Even you can look at even some of our generation, we have lost hope. We have given up on life. You know, it's like, what are you planning on doing? What do you want to do with your life? Oh, I want to play some basketball. Okay, okay. That's fine and dandy with physical ability or uh, being athletic. I want to know who you are and what you want to do up here and here. Who you really are, listen. Who you are is different than what you do. You see what I'm saying? Good example. Those that know me, I've been a great admirer of Prince. Prince, great musician, great songwriter, all these things. He was known as an artist. True enough. Designer. Designer whatever you want to call them. But also, I was watching an interview with Morris Day, great friend of his, and also a young man that I met. But, you know, it was funny. Morris Morris Day said that he didn't know Prince could play instruments. You know what Prince was known for in high school? Playing basketball. (laughs) He was playing basketball. Playing basketball was what he did, but him being a prolific writer was who he was. So, just imagine, what if we never knew Prince as the artist, the songwriter, the musician? What if we only knew him as the basketball player? Maybe there would never been no purple rain when Doves cry. The most beautiful girl in the world adore. Hmm. You understand where I'm coming from? So what are we giving the generation behind us? In spite of us being fed from the generation before us. Now, let's be real, a lot of us in my generation. We are dealing with even some of the issues we that our parents put us in. There are some that are just finding out, and they're in their 30s, they're in their 40s, they're in their 60s, and they're just finding out who their biological parents are. They're finding out family secrets. Hmm. There are some that have gone through so many things, embarrassing things. They have guilt. They have shame over what they did or what happened to them. So that's in this lifetime what they're dealing with. But in spite of what we have to do, we have to ask God to help us. And not only that, but realizing that just because things happen to us doesn't mean that it's defined us. No. The main scripture I always think about when it pertains to things that happen, I think about no weapon formed against me shall prosper. True enough, the weapon going to be made, but it won't make its intended target. What does that mean? That means the devil designed to kill me or to take me out or to crush me. But even though it hit me, it won't penetrate through me. So the same thing pertains to you. Yes, there have been some catastrophe that have happened. Some devastating things. But we're not going to let that to define you. So in my generation, asking God to help us and to heal us. And even what we have dealt with. Looking at that, that is one of our purposes for us to be able to help somebody that's going through or that will be going through what we dealt with. And you think about right now, the the youth or the generation below us, there are so many, even in our generation, like I said, there are so many that are hurting and if you look at it, if we look beyond ourselves, we can actually see the hurt of others. That doesn't mean that God doesn't care about our own hurt. And he wants us to go ahead and forget about our hurt or ag- not acknowledge our hurt to help somebody else that's hurting and help them and abandon us. No. But what the thing is, God wants us to... Look trust him with our hurt and help somebody with their hurt. That makes sense. So along with those things that we're dealing with, those things that have been so damaging to us, God wants us to be able to help. God wants to help us so we can be able to help them. Because right now, If we don't stand up and be the people, be the men, and ladies that God called for us to be, we're going to lose this generation. Don't you know, right now, what I think about, you know, I go by, I see my daddy, and I remember him being physically strong. You know, like as a kid, we would see him. My sister and I used to always get on his arm. We would hang from his arm while he's flexing And he's doing this with my sister and I on his arms. But I know now he can't do that like he used to. He's gotten older. And now we're at the point where I can go to the doctor and I'm having a doctor that's younger than me. It used to be where, I, when I was a kid, the doctor was an older gentleman, um, someone that was uh, knowledgeable about medicine and this and that, and he was up in his 50s and 60s and 70s. But now I go to the hospital, now I go to the doctor's office, and the medical, the, the doctor, the medical physician, whoever, they in their mid 20s, they in their 30s they young enough to be my offspring. So that's let me know that I'm getting older, but also at the time that I was helping the older people, now there's going to be a point if God delays his coming and allow me to live longer, there may be a point where someone may have to take care of me. There may be a point where I have to go to the doctor. Now, We are raising future doctors, future politicians, future law enforcers, all these things. We have to think about there are people right now, there are younger people right now, they don't have the hope. They feel like they don't know what they're going to do. They feel like, you know, what's the point of living? Like I said, there's so many many people that they are, they, they don't even respect life. Because they haven't been taught about life. You know, I always listen to, um, I, I try to watch the songs, listen to the songs that my son listened to. He always introduces me to songs and everything. And I always listen to the intent. I, I listen to the lyrics. I listen to the music. I try to study the artist. And the majority of the people in this day and time that's coming out with these songs is always so depressing or uh, um, uh, suicidal.
0: And I'm like, man.
1: But I remember growing up, I remember listening to the Earth, Wind & Fire, the Chicago's, the Steely Dan, the Average White Band, A, Willie Nelson, Lord Price, All the looking glass. I've I've always been a person that loved music. Liberace. Always loved music. And they were uplifting, encouraging, you know, danceable, you know, um, Rapper's Delight. All these songs, it made you get up and dance. It it uplifted your spirit. But now... Matter of fact, think about it. Michael Jackson, The Jackson Five, ABC, you know, Ben, all these songs, it took you somewhere mentally. It gravitated your heart, your attention. But now, some of these guys, right now, not just guys, but girls too, they, it's like everything just suicidal. And I ain't going to even forget about this. If it ain't suicidal, it's about sex. Some of y'all know what the number one song is or was. uh, W-A-P, WAP. WAP, WAP, whatever you call it. Hmm. And just in case you don't know what it means, it's not a respectful thing. You know, my heart goes out because these are young ladies that are singing it. Two young ladies. To young ladies. and you know what? I'm not gonna knock them a ten, but they ought to be ashamed. You know what? How are they gonna be ashamed if they never been taught? We look here. We don't wanna bring condemnation upon them. What we wanna do? We wanna bring them information. We're gonna bring information to them. We don't wanna bring condemnation. We wanna bring look. We wanna bring the nation, the nation of God, and to talk to them of. You know. Even the Bible tell us, regardless if you're single or married. First of all, if you're single, hey, keep yourself till you get married. But also, if you're married, you don't want to look. You don't want to talk about your personal business about what you and your husband or you and your wife in the bedroom. Look, let that look. Let that be sacred. Let that be sacred. But even now, when I when I when I see those young ladies. My heart hurt because they could be my daughter. They could be my daughters. And I don't want my daughter to think that her greatest strength or her greatest weapon is right between her legs. No, no, no. Women, your strength, your power is right here, what God has given you. Right here. Look. It ain't what's between your legs. It ain't right here in your mouth. It's right here. Right here. But that's somebody's daughter. And I, I see the videos. I see the videos of the interviews and everything of those ladies, and my heart hurts. Because what happens, what happens if my son bring her to the house? You know what I would do? I would just give her a hug. Because a lot of times they just don't know. When a person don't know better, they won't do better. They won't do better. But what we want to do first, we first want to talk to the leaders, the head. Men, men, we as men, we got to get it right. We got to get it right, not just towards our younger generation, but we got to get it right with ourselves. We as men, we as men, it's funny, <laughs> I'm going to find out what the problem is. It seems like every time I get into a specific topic, it gets out. That devil is alive. But we got to get to the root of the problem. We as men, we owe an apology to our families. We owe an apology to our children. We owe an apology to our baby mothers. We owe an apology to those that we have willfully, deliberately used, manipulated. We owe an apology. Does that mean, oh, man, you know, well, they did me wrong. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Look here, I understand that. But we would, one thing we always speak about and asking for their forgiveness, we always say forgiveness is just for them, but mainly it's for you. It's for you to keep your slate clean, to get your slate clean, not just between you and that person, you and God, also even within yourself. Because a lot of time when we hold on to things, you'd be surprised the self-destruction that happens into in us. But like I said, we say, hey, we'll die for our woman. But how about we live for our woman? We live. What happens if you die? <laughs> Child is fatherless. If you're going to die to protect them, you're going to protect them after you're dead and gone. So we got so it, it let us know our philosophy or our verbiage about things. We have to know a better way. And don't you know God want us to live? I'm gonna tell you like this. I love my father. My father is seventy five right now. Matter of fact, I turned uh, this past Wednesday. I turned forty eight. And so for those that reach out, you know, say happy birthday on you. Thank you. Thank you. Me being 48 years old, if my father say, you know what, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to leave this earth, I had a good life, I thank you for being my son. You know what I would tell him? I'm not going to say, well, you know what, father, I appreciate you as a good father, and you can go now. Take care of God. Bless you. i see you on the other side. Praise the Lord. No, I'm not. I'm going to say, Daddy, don't you go. Don't you leave me. Yeah, I have 48 years with you. But I ain't tired of you. Why are we ready to give up when we have children that's wanting us to keep going? Not just for ourselves, but for them. There is a reason to live, not to die. There's so much of this life has to offer. But you know what? You may be going through drama. You may have gone through some situations. You may even have had a past that has hindered you from getting a a good job or getting proper housing. You may have felonies and all this stuff, but that doesn't mean that your life is over. Your life is over when they bury you six feet under the ground. But even while you're above the ground, there's still hope. I know a lot of people, let's be real, I know a lot of celebrities who are felons. But you know what? They were able to Look, they were able to change and turn their life right side up. They were provided a second chance. But sometimes the second chance was not given to them. Sometimes they had to prove that they were deserving of another chance. And that shows perseverance. My question always, not just ask other people, but those that really know me, I, You know, I minister to people, I counsel people, but the main person I deal with, other than my son, is myself. If people heard some of the conversations that I would have with myself, they'd be like, oh, man, you too hard. And said, no, am I a perfectionist? Yes, I am. Because why or how would I expect you to do better when I'm not doing my best? My greatest example it's not my words, but it's my life. Let my life speak for me for you to see that it is possible. We always see, and I'm a, I'm a believer of God's word. God's word says, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And also, this is the verse I wanted to say, I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me or who gives me the abilities or who, who enables me to do what needs to be done to accomplish the assignment that he has given me. And get this, not only to accomplish the assignment that he has given me, but he'll give me the grace of the things that I chose for myself. That's something to think about. So with this generation, Us as men, let's go and let's embrace that brother who may not look like us. Like I said, a lot of them, they haven't been taught. We live in in a society right now where we're dealing with the offsprings of the guys that are incarcerated and that's been incarcerated. True enough, it hurts my heart to see these young guys that rock around here with their pants sagging down, all that stuff. And I'm saying to myself, man, but I can't say a whole lot if I'm not going to do a whole lot for them. If I'm not going to say anything, how to say, if you can't say nothing nice, don't say anything at all. But also, even in the midst of that, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? To help that young man, you know, I was um, I, I work at, I work in the loading dock, and I would often have inmates. And this is back in the day when it first happened. I had some inmates, and those that know me, I don't believe in discriminating, and we're gonna treat everybody fairly. I don't care about age. Culture, religion, sexual preference, none of that matters. And there was a homosexual that was assigned to work with me, but he so happened that he was in the front. And the other inmates, they heard, oh, man, it ain't going to have no, and they said a disrespectful word about him because of his sexual preference. And I said, first of all, he deserves to be back here. And they say, no, no, I don't want to be working around him because I'm a Christian and blah, blah, blah. So, see, he needs to be a man. He needs to quit acting like a P word. Um, And I said, look here. I said, okay, well, throw this at you. If you run from him and everybody always trying to avoid him, trying to avoid him, and you say he needs to be a real man, how are going to learn how to be a real man with everybody that's supposed to be a real man running from him? Hmm. Wow. It was quiet as a church mouse. You could hear a rat lick on ice. <laughs> it was quiet. I said, see, you don't know what that brother's story is. First of all, he deserves to be back here. I'm having him back here because he has the same rights and privilege just like you. And you know what? When it was all said and done, that was one of the best teams I had. Those were some of the best inmates I had that were working with me. And you know what? They talked and everything. We ain't trying to convert or anything like that, not just pertaining to the sexual presence, but even the religion up for debate. But I always tell people the best way and the effective way to let people know how good your God is and who God is is through your life. See, the Bible says, anytime, and look here, I don't tell people, oh, I'm a minister. I don't do that. My main thing is, if you can't tell by my life about my actions, then it ain't nothing wrong with you. It's something wrong with me. But you know, when I see people, see, what you need to do, okay, look here, I ain't got time to do all that. I don't want to hear that. Um, you point to me the scriptures. You say in the scriptures, how about you show me the scriptures? Let me see it apply to your life. Just shut them people up. And that's look, that's what it's all about. So it's our responsibility going back to even help to reach out to some of these people. You know, I mentioned about the guys and stuff, you know. The guys that's sagging pants and some of these young guys, they're having babies and babies over here, babies over there. One guy I met, he was like 21 years old if 20, twenty twenty years old. He had seven kids. I'm like, man, dude, that child support going to be killing you. You got responsibility. Dude, you're a baby yourself. You ain't even lived. And you got you got adult you got grown false responsibilities. Like, man. Look here. I got one son, he's fourteen. I'm like, Lord, thank you. Thank you. That I can have my focus and attention on him. But just imagine if he was you know, if I was single with seven kids and I'm forty eight I'd be pulling my hair much less being 20 with seven kids. I'm like, man. So we gotta understand with us as men, we gotta we gotta be taught ourselves and be able to start teaching these young guys how to be men, teaching these young guys how to love yourself, how to respect yourself. One of the things I always say. Us as men, we'll acknowledge our mistakes, but we won't acknowledge our heart because society will make us think that it's unpopular to express yourself. It's not. You being less than a man if you cry, if you shed a tear. Matter of fact, thank the Lord. I have to bring this up before I go any further. I made sure to write this down because I didn't want to miss it. It happened last week. Young and Reckless, there was an artist named Young and Reckless. Well, he was interviewed and he was the leader of, uh, I guess he has a record label or something like that. They named it Young and Reckless. Think about it, Young and Reckless, you know. He feel like he young. Okay, that's a good thing. But reckless. But get this. He was asked how he felt after he lost about twenty personal friends. He said, he he said it was it was effed up. It was effed up. But because he was a leader. He couldn't break down or cry or show emotions because people were were looking up to him. He had to be tough. This is what he said. He had to be tough. He had to have a tough exterior. You know, real men don't cry. That's what he said based upon society. But then also what happened last week, Dak Prescott who's the leader of the America team Dallas Cowboys he revealed that he was depressed during the pandemic also remember he was grieving because his brother committed suicide if i'm not mistaken i also believe that i heard that he lost his mom too he was grieving Get this, he was grieving and dealing with the pandemic. But then Skip Bayless said that he shouldn't have revealed that he was depressed because he's supposed to be the American leader, the American team leader. You see how backwards that is? Now, that man confessed get that confessed out of his own mouth he was hurt and i guarantee you if there was a young lady that expressed her hurt he would have she would have the support of the nation even the world but because him being a man that acknowledged that he was hurt what happened Oh, he shouldn't have done that. It's going to make him seem wicked. It's going to show him being vulnerable. You see how that is, but then also you think about it. It's a lot of people that commit suicide right now because they feel like they feel like they have no one to talk to. Trust anybody. Nobody cares. That's what they think. That doesn't mean that it's true. But that's what they think that's what they feel so many people so many people are hurting and they're walking amongst us and you know what we'll do we'll let somebody else or we hope somebody else help them with their problem and God has them right in our path for us to help them don't you know, right now, causing an accident, and I end up hitting and running, I could go to jail, not just for fleeing the scene, but also, especially a person being hurt, not stopping to, well, a failure to stop or render aid. That's what happened in the natural but don't you know God will hold us responsible if we fail to stop and render aid to someone emotionally or spiritually? Don't you know not only we have caused hurt to people, we are witness to the hurt and we still not helping them with their hurt. We hear about it in the Bible about the Samaritan, the Good Samaritan, you know, The Good Samaritan went out of his way to help that person. And not just help them get on their feet, but also they check back with them. Are we going to start doing that to this generation right here? Because like I said, right now, as far as uh, this year, we have lost so many leaders, so many leaders. We have lost civil rights. And get this civil rights leaders who have helped protest and then eventually they got involved. Look, they're trying to pass baton to us and you know what we're doing? I, I, hey, hey, I don't want that. We're playing hot potato. I don't want that. If we're refusing the baton of those that are before us, we ain't got nothing to give to those that are behind us. We're de- we're, we're, we we're call it, it's called direction of duty. We are filling our duties, not just as civilians, but as people of God. We have a responsibility because we are, look, we are witnessing in front of us our children's spouses. I, I I would always um I was always asked when I get to work, uh, man, how you deal with these young people, young minded especially young minded people, and I ain't gonna lie to you. There are times I I was like, you know what, God, I'm your strength. I know this is my job, but I can't let it consume me. But God, help me to deal with some of these people. And a lot of the people that I was praying about were not just the image, it was some of my coworkers. Like I said, this is during the time of me working up there since my years being up there. And it hit me. I gotta be up there, I gotta be an example. Like I said, not just talking it, forget look here, forget about the talking it, live it. When you live it, then it's sparked the conversation like, hey man, how you handle how you handle being calm under pressure. I'm glad you ask. Let me let me tell you what I do. You know, let me tell you why I pray. Blah 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 blah. Now, it begins a conversation, and then begin trust. So, and look here, God has blessed me to be able to not just help inmates. Oh, uh, excuse me, uh, help people. Inmates, all they've helped me. They've helped me. Like I said, when I started up there, I was. One gonna be twenty-two. Now forty-eight. Been there twenty-six years, and I don't say that lightly because to me that was boot camp. That was training, basic training for me to learn how to deal with people. And also, I'ma say it. you God would deal, God, God would let me know. Look, he, he had to prepare me. He has to prepare me in the jailhouse to prepare me for the. Jail- He had to prepare me in the jailhouse to learn how to deal with people in the church house. I said, wow, I needed that. But I said all that to say this. In dealing with those people, I had to learn, you know what? This was, I was fortunate to have my father, to know my father. But there are some that were not as fortunate So you never know how a person would respond. You never know how a person would respond doing hurt. Look, you may have handled it one way, but just because you handled a situation one way doesn't mean that everybody's going to handle it the same way. When you are hurt, you're going to respond the best way you know how, the best way you've learned. So what more can we say? So with that being said, it's so many of the younger people, so many young people, some people my peers, they don't know how to release that hurt. Like I said, they don't trust anybody. We have failed them. Being real, we failed them. I mentioned earlier, we failed them. In the government, we felt them in law enforcement, we felt them in politics and politics in the house, we felt them in the church. When they trust us, they trust us, they trust us with their information, with their hearts. We try to talk to them. And then what happened? We end up doing something foolish. And they say, see, there it go. See, ain't nobody right. Even the people up there in the church, they be saying amen. They be talking about They be preaching this, preaching that. They saying one thing, but they're living another. And don't you know, I ain't going to lie, a lot of times they're right. We have brought an embarrassment in the battle of Christ. I'm going to say it. As men, as men, and, and, you know, I tell people, I can't tell a young lady how to be a woman. I can't. I can tell a guy how to be a man, teach a boy how to be a man. But also, what happened? A man would take his girlfriend or take his wife, take his fiance he want to marry, bring him, go ahead. They'll go ahead and get the marriage counseling and all that stuff. He go ahead. The guy give in. He'll, he already have his guards up. He already have his guards up, but he's going to go ahead and give in because he want to make her happy. They go ahead and go to their marriage counseling and everything. And then a couple couple of months later, you know what happened? The boy gets home and he sees the pastor sleeping with his girl or the pastor sleeping with his now wife. So now, you know what he's going to do? That their, their boy or that young man, he may resent that man because he broke his trust. But ultimately he going to see that that man represent God so now he don't trust nobody within the church. And now he don't even trust God. Why? Because we that are supposed to be representatives of Christ, we have failed. Like I said, it's easy for us to preach a word but right now, best to be real, that I ain't gonna do. It's time for us to live the word. Live the life where the people can look. Young men can say, you know what, I wanna be like you. A uh, man, you know what, man? I didn't have a father in my life. I didn't have a grandfather to talk to me, but you showed love. You spoke you look beyond this. You look beyond the tattoos and the piercing and stuff. And you saw me. Thank you. Don't you know? Right now they're crying out. They might be on the corner smoking weed right now. I'm not a smoker. You may not be a smoker, but you know what? How about we show them love? And say, hey man, get just say, hey man. Let me know when you have free time. I want to take you out for lunch. Huh? What 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 what? I do. that no, man. I just, just want just want to talk to you. You know that's what we need to do. We need to start reaching out. Like I said, we need to we need to repent to God and apologize because we have falsely represented Christ, but also a lot of us we have falsely represented what a real man is. A real man is not going to run from his responsibilities. You know what? This might have been hard, but I'm going to tell you something, man. I ain't going to disrespect your mother. We may not be together, but you know what? That's still your mama. I want you to respect your mama, man. And this as a child, let me tell you what happens. Mother can act crazy in front of their child towards the baby father. Okay? The child gonna be upset. But when dad respond, it's like there's a difference. Because the child ultimately I'm gonna be real with you. Ultimately, just about every child respects their father for guidance, for counsel, for leadership. What to do when adversity comes? How to handle adversity? You know what? But you're gonna pray. Sometimes it's best not even to say anything. Sometimes you don't. It's okay to not know what to say. It's all right. But even in the midst of that, you know what, I'm not going to disrespect my Man, that's still your mama. I'm going to tell you something, man. We're going to put on God's hands. You know what, don't worry about it. Because as a man, you know what, you're already limited. So why put yourself in harm's way where you end up catching a case? Or you end up tarnishing your reputation? Those are young men. Those are young men that's looking for a male figure. Even if you just go outside and say, hey, look, just throw the ball. When was the last time we did that? Throw a ball. I found that that's a bonding moment for you to reach out and talk to that person. Talk to that young person. Talk to that that young man. Talk to him. Hey, what's going on, man? You doing all right? They may not open up the first time. They may not open up the second or the third time. But we got to be consistent. Because ultimately, you know what's happening? we gotta build their trust because their trust has been broken somewhere, even though their trust may have been broken you know it may have taken it may have taken their trust to be broken in thirty seconds, but it's not gonna rebuild in thirty seconds. It may take thirty months, thirty years, whatever, but we still gotta. Build that trust. So, when we look at it, is it impossible? No, it ain't. Like I said earlier, I can do all things through Christ that strengthen me or who gives me the ability. But also, we got to watch, we got to study them. We got to study each person. But most importantly, pray about it, ask God for guidance, and also being able to listen. Is so many of us we do more talking to them than listening, and most of the time we're talking about something that's very irrelevant to what they're dealing with. And it's front. I'm gonna tell you like this: I had people to talk to me, and I'm saying to myself, "Why are you talking to me about that? I don't care. That's not even that's not helping my situation. That ain't even my situation. You know, you're actually wasting my time. Don't waste my time. So with that. We as men, we got to reach out to these young men, talk to these young men. But also, we got to be a better example to show these young men how to treat ladies. You know, like I said earlier, every rap song talking about uh, 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 sex and all this and all that. How, and even just us having, guys having sack pants on, man, pull your pants up. No. Real men don't do that. My question is, hey man, I'm buy you a belt. Not by you belt. You know what? i me buy you a suit. Come over here. You having a suit? No, I ain't got no suit. I don't wear no suit, man, you know. Hey, hey, I'm talking to you. I'm not over there. I'm over here. No, man, you know, I don't look nobody eye to eye, man. It's disrespect. See, uh uh-uh. uh, no, 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 no. Talk wrong, brother. Uh uh-huh. look here. I don't want you to fear me. No. Look. We're men, we're human beings, but most of all, we're children of God. Let's talk, man. Let's talk. They're looking for a structure. They're looking for discipline. They're looking for discipline, structure, somebody that's going to help them, talk to them, listen to them. But when we listen, we need to be prayerful. But also, we need to listen and ask God to help us not to hear not only to hear what they're saying, but listen to what they're not saying. Because some of us, we misdiagnose these people, these young people, and what's going on? You know, we we're racing their time. We're racing our time. I can't emphasize that enough. I'm like, wait, that, that ain't that ain't even that issue. That's your issue, not theirs. Well, you know, I just thought, uh uh-uh, no, no, no. We need to quit assuming there is a specific situation. There are specific things in their life. And make them feel important. Let them feel important about addressing it, not going around and then No, go ahead and head on. And those are to the young guys. But also to the young ladies, for the guys to Help these young ladies. Let them know, hey, 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 look here, lady. You ain't got to show all your body parts and all that stuff. You ain't got to show your address and zip code and and and, and, and all that stuff. No, no. Your P.O. box, no, don't show all that. You're a lady of success. Your sex, your, look, your body... Your sex is not a gift because gifts are given freely. Your sex, your body is a reward for those who earn it. There's only one grand prize winner, and that's the one that you choose to allow them to put a ring on this finger. You are important. Ladies, you are important. I'm going to tell you something. A real man ain't going to set you down. No. A real man, a real man, he want to talk to you. I'm going to throw this out there. A real man will cook for you. A real man want to appreciate you. A real man want to know who you are, not not through sex. A real man want to know what's on your mind is on your heart A real man want to know Who you are You ain't got to twerk it You ain't got to well I can show you better than I can tell you No I need you to tell me I want you to show me A real man Let's be real A real man if you try to offer a real man Sex and you ain't his wife He's going to run And he needs to because you know why a real man has a purpose, has a plan, has an agenda, has a motive to be successful, and if all you can do is try to fix him down, you can't build what he bringing to the table. You got to come to the table with something. And the only way you can be able to come to the table with something if you know who you are. And you have to know who you are in the eyesight of God and allow God to reveal who you are so you won't be. You know, so many young ladies right now, they are looking for love in all the wrong places. So many young ladies, and I'm going to be real, it's not just the younger generation, it's some of this my generation, it isn't some that's above my generation. Right now, they feel like, well, you know, uh, uh, you know, I, I, that's the only way I can work it, you know. But that's all worth sex, you know. I was talk, I was talking to a friend of mine today, and this is just me being real. When I was younger, thank God, I don't have that problem now. I know who I am. When I, was, when I was dealing with the insecurities, when I was dealing with uh, not knowing who I was and eyesight of God, even when I was desiring love, when I was in a relationship, I thought, well, you know, um, she says she loved me, and I was looking, I was being treated bad, yeah, I was being treated bad, but the only thing that made me feel better that made me feel like she really loved me was for her to have sex with me. And when she would have sex with me, you know, she apologized for the way she treated me. And then when things were done, she started treating me bad back again. She treated me badly, but I felt like that's all I was good for me being a guy. And I felt that way. That's, you know, I, I I felt stuck because even though she treated me bad, but she said she was sorry. But it was only doing sex. She said she loved me, but it was only doing sex. She said that she cared about me, but it was only doing sex. She said she need me, but it was only doing sex. And when sex was over, with I still felt empty. The only time I felt good was during the sex. But when the sex was over with, I felt mad once again. The sex was like a sugar rush. I felt good during the moment for the couple of minutes. But after it was over with, she was still calling me out of my name. She was still disrespecting me. Yeah, me me and I, I dealt with that. But the question was, when I was going to put a stop to it? I couldn't wait for her to put a stop to it. Because she would have continued to do that because I was allowing her. And true enough, me being a guy, but I'm bringing this up because there's a lot of young ladies, and also there's a couple of guys that may be watching right now. They feel like, well, they say they love me, yeah, but look at when they saying it, either doing sex or to try to get some sex. But you look at how they're treating you outside of sex. You got to look at not just what they're saying, but what they're doing. Because people gonna only re- people, listen. People gonna reveal who they are, not so much of what they say, but what they do. They say, "Oh, I love you, I love you," but every time they said, "In, I'm you money because you buying their love," or end up costing you costing you sex because that's what they want. Well that's the only way but I, I love him. I love him. I love her. I love her. What do you love about her? Well she made me feel special. You just lied because you just said you felt like hell because they always beating up on you or they mistreating you or they talking about you. Oh, but they only make you feel good during sex. So in actuality, that's the dysfunctional relationship. Oh, not just the dysfunctional relationship with the other person, but the dysfunctional relationship within ourselves. That's what the problem is. And so, person not taught, then they end up accepting that. But when we see that in people... We gotta love them enough to reach out to him. We gotta be listen, we gotta be so concerned about people, so loving towards people. I'm really I'm willing to risk our friendship to tell you the truth to help save you versus trying to save the relationship or the friendship and not tell you I tell you the truth. We have to be real with people. I'm a firm believer. Hey, look here, we gotta we gotta address the issue. We gotta talk about it. We, we can't dance around and can't throw no hints no, we gotta talk about it. We gotta love people enough. You think about it. If someone was in your shoes, if excuse me, if, if you were in their shoes and the person that you love, you respect, they got the answers. You you will want them to come to you and tell you it may be a bitter pill to swallow, but it's a helpful pill to swallow. Well, how about we do that towards other people? You know, we live in a time where we don't want to get involved, we don't want to get involved. But what happened if what you fail to help them with Help them with end up being their demise. Then you got to deal with that guilt for the rest of your life. I mentioned, I mentioned about the young ladies. You're more than just a sex object, but also, like I say, it it hurts me because right now the society we're not grooming people for success. We're not grooming them for their purpose. Well, it was hard for me. They figured out uh, that's not true love. True love is to help someone to avoid the pitfalls that you may have had. You know, my daddy daddy said this. He said, a wise man learns from his mistakes, but a wise man learns from somebody else's mistakes. A wise man learns from his mistakes. But a wise man learns from somebody else's mistakes. So, how about even though what we went through, it might have been hard, but just because we went through it, that doesn't mean that the person behind us got to go through it. And I know there are some people that they just, well, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm just worried about me and mine. Yeah, but what about the next person? Are we concerned? Oh, but we be so quick. I'd be the first one to say it. I'm going to say it, and I really don't care if nobody like it. But we be so quick to hurry up and get to church. But we bypass them before we get to church, that person is asking for help. We try to help and run to the building. When the ministry is right there before we get to the building. And we're, that's real ministry. Ministry. And like I said, don't get me wrong. I love church. I love worship, public worship. But also, we got to be sensitive to God's voice to recognize hey, this is an assignment that He assigned me to get, this is an assignment that He assigned me to help this person. We got to, listen. We got to recognize our assignments. And so right now, for that young man who may feel like all hope is gone, you may not have had your dad in your life. You may not have had your mother in your life. You may have had a crazy baby mama that have thrown child support upon you and you're doing all you're supposed to. And she's trying to sabotage your life. I'm not saying all of them are like that. I know there are some there are some young men who are not taking care of their responsibility. I know that. I know that. You need to stand up and do your part. You need to be there, not just through payment, not just buying diapers, but live a life where you can be able to take care of your child physically. Take care of your child. You know, hey, look here. Let the mama. Y'all don't have to be together, and that doesn't mean you're trying to sleep with her either. But, hey, you let the mama have a break. If the baby's always with the mother, then uh, can I can I go ahead, can I keep my child for the weekend? Can I take care of them? Show the same love, same care. I'm not going to be smoking weed and all that stuff in front of my child and behind, uh, around my child. I'm not going to have my child in that atmosphere. That's my child. That's my seed. I'm going to take care of. And also, not only i am going to take care of my child, but also I'm going to be respectful and take care of my child's mother. Yeah, so, excuse me, I'm talking to those guys who may not be doing anything. Okay, I got that out the the way. Now, also, for those guys that are doing what they're supposed to, and you still got that crazy mama, that crazy baby mama, that's making it hard, deliberately make you not see your child. Every time you gotta you gotta go to court because she's throwing this doing that, you don't know your rights. there are some guys I know there are some good children father right now, and they dealing with craziness because of them choosing to sleep with the wrong one or they married the wrong one. I know that, so I wanna encourage you, young man, don't give up. First of all, not only pray. That's good. You're supposed to pray. You need to pray. But also, you find out what your legal rights are. Find out what your legal You have a stance. You have a voice. Look at her. The same rights that she has, you have because she didn't have that baby by herself. Forget about, and, and listen here, and I always tell guys this. Quit asking for advice and start getting legal counsel. Because when you start getting the advice, you're getting a distorted view. You need to know the legal right. You need to know your rights. And especially dealing with somebody who don't even, who ain't able been in your situation. Let me tell you something. When I was going through my divorce, there was an attorney. Uh, I, I would ask questions. And there, uh, this attorney I asked him, I said, sir, are you going to turn? He said, yes. And I asked him, you know, about child custody and everything. And he said, hold your child. I said, he's four. He said, man, leave your child alone. Don't even worry about him. Live your life. He he really ticked me off. But I realized, uh-uh, I need to run, run quickly. Then let me know where his priorities were at. Because when a when a man want to be active in a child's life, hey, look here, that man need to be applauded. But that's what he's supposed to do. Think about it; that's what he's supposed to do. I want to encourage a young man who may be dealing with hard times. there may be a young man that may be watching because of his past mistakes. He got fell He he want another chance, but he's stuck. God can still make a way. But also, I tell people, when times are hard, how bad do you want it? How bad do you want change? You gotta want change bad enough that you will lose sleep to fight for it. You will push back the plate, to fast, to pray, and also even to work. I always tell people this: God ain't concerned. Oh wow, I didn't know. It, I didn't know it was this late. God ain't concerned about your tears. And guess what? He ain't worried about your tears. He ain't moved by your tears. He moved by your sweat, perseverance, work it. That's what he want to do. But also to those young ladies, you know what? I've made so many mistakes in my life. I I got six, seven, eight, nine kids, 10 kids. I got 13 kids by 12 different baby daddies. I got fourteen kids by fifteen different baby daddies, okay, but you know what? you can't beat yourself up for the rest of your life. You can't allow your mistakes to be your excuses and I feel the need- I feel the need to tell somebody this right now. It ain't a coincidence that God allowed you to watch this video right now or even to listen to this podcast. There's still hope. But I always always ask people, and I always ask myself, how bad do I want it? How bad? You got to want it bad enough where you can just taste it. You got to look forward to waking up every morning to get one day closer to your purpose, one day closer to your breakthrough or your breakout, one day closer. How bad do you want it? Yeah, that baby father, he did you wrong. He lied to you. He mistreated you. He broke your heart. Yes. That was that was terrible that he did that, but that doesn't define who you are. You know what? Even even when you get up, you may still share the tear, but as you share the tear, you get out that bed. As you share the tear, you appreciate the person that you are in spite of what happened. Because that doesn't define who you are. And I'ma say it like this I always tell people this when crazy stuff happens like that, that's a good thing. Your man left you, left you and the kids, congratulations. Look, that's a good thing. You know why? That revealed that he wasn't the man for you. You don't need no, look, you don't need no man in training.
0: Either man
1: a real man that's going to respect you, respect your kids, take care of you and your kids. But making sure that you use wisdom, choose wiser next time. And guess what? The wrong one left you. That's great. That frees you for the right one. I have, man, I learned, you know what? She broke up with me. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Lord, thank you. That means that the right one, you lead me to the right one. Me being a guy, I'm being led to the right one. But you being a young lady, that means the right one comes to you. Yeah, that's great. She don't. She don't love you. She don't appreciate you. Or oh, he don't appreciate you. He don't want to have anything to do with you and your kids. Okay. Okay. But you know what, kids, it's gonna be us for right now. God gonna make a way. God gonna. God gonna help us. You know what? And guess what? As soon as you put into the hands of God, God always blow his blow your mind. He always blow your mind. If we trust God with the hard stuff. If we can trust God with the hard stuff, then we can see Him move. Because what we do, we give God the easy stuff and we try to take care of the hard stuff. How about we start giving God the hard stuff and the easy stuff? Hmm. Because what we deal with, not just the things that God assigned to, but even we always think about the scripture. If you acknowledge him in all your ways, he shall direct our paths. He shall make that pathway straight. But this is what caught my attention about that particular scripture. If you acknowledge him in all your ways, not only before you get into a situation, but that means also even in the middle of a mistake. We got ready to go somewhere and all of a sudden you got lost. You know what, God, I don't know where I'm at. I don't know what am I supposed to do, God. I need your help. And then all of a sudden he, boop. So if you acknowledge him in all your ways, like I said, not only in the beginning of a situation, but even in the middle of a mistake, even in the middle of your journey, acknowledge him, talk to God, consult with him and allow him to help you in whatever situation that you're dealing with. But also to the, to the younger people, to the older people, we can't allow ourselves to give up on life because things may be difficult. Things may be hard. But I'm going to tell you something. Each and every one of you all are important. I'm important. We're all important. When the devil brings discouragement or make you want to give up, He's trying to make you give up for a reason. He's trying to make you, listen, he's trying to come up with the idea to make you give up because if he can bring that,
0: that's a distraction.
1: If he can bring that at that time, you won't be able to see what's behind that distraction. You won't be able to see what's behind that depression. Think about it. The devil is bringing that depression for a reason at a specific time. The devil is trying to bring that discouragement for a reason at that specific time because God has something for you that's right around the corner that's going to happen. But the devil trying to bring the, that distraction to make you give up, make you give up before you receive what you've been praying about. Receiving your break or your breakout, The devil trying to make you give up so badly for a reason. Think about it. For a reason. He's, he's trying to. But you can't give in. You can't give up. And listen. There's somebody right now that's willing to listen to you. There's someone that's ready to help you, to talk to you. But I always tell people this. When you come for help, gotta mean business. When you come in for help, I don't want you to waste your time. I don't want you to waste my time. And you know what? There's been some that's been so hurt because we have let them. And I want to say it point blank: I apologize if me representing all men, all black men, all or whatever and we haven't said anything, done anything I apologize now let's get it right now you look in the mirror you appreciate yourself you may not have had anybody to tell you hey you're a good looking young man you're a great looking young lady hey I'm proud of you if you haven't had anybody to say that to you you know what you do, you look in the mirror you say it to yourself say it to yourself a lot of times we're waiting, listen, we're waiting for people to tell us an encouraging word and we're ready to listen to it in our own ears. We got two of them. But God said, hey, look here, while you're waiting for somebody with your two ears, I gave you a mouth for you to hear it to yourself. Speak life to yourself. When situations occur, you know what? Learn to start speaking God's word and learn learn to start speaking to God about your situation. Start speaking to God, talking to God specifically. You know what, God, that ain't my problem. That's your problem. Look here. If some of y'all heard of the conversation that me and God have, I'm like, look here, God. I need your help. I'm like, oh, you know, the great Jehovah God. Oh, the great father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Uh uh-uh. uh. Look here, those that know me, they call me country anyway. Matter of fact, I got my jug of water right here. I'm gonna drink a little bit. I ain't got time to try to be cute or sophisticated. Look here, God, I need your help. God, I got this problem. I might be at the house, might be on my job, I got problems going on. And I need your help. God, what do I need to do? God, you tell me and look here. I ain't doing nothing until you come back and tell me. I ain't doing nothing until I hear from you. I ain't doing nothing. If you want to do something, you got to tell me what to do. I don't know what to do. This is not my problem. It's your problem. God, this is an assignment that you gave me, so I need the instructions on how to handle this situation. Mm-hmm. And you know what he'll do? He'll come. He'll talk. He'll He'll commune with you. So let this be an opportunity for all of us to be able to go to God, talk to him, and let him know. You know what? Let you handle it. We talk about we save, we love the Lord, we are Christians, but we're not understanding our benefits. We got a heavenly father that want to take care of us, but also we got a heavenly father that want to guide us in every situation pertaining to our life. Okay? We say, oh, God, lead me, but we're trying, we trying to lead him. Or we're telling God to lead us, but we're trying to make him lead us. <laughs> we need to waste some time. But along with, as we get ready to wrap it up, for us to be able to reach out to someone who may not look like you, it may be somebody of a different race, maybe somebody from a different culture, maybe somebody, who, you know, you're proper and prep, excuse me, but what else? Somebody that have all tattoos, excuse me, tattoos and stuff, they need love. See, when a person don't know better, they won't do better. But when a person knows better, then they do better. But also, I do want to throw this out there too. Because a lot of time people will end up allowing themselves to be in a dysfunctional relationship or friendship or allowing themselves to be used. I recommend this. You, as the young lady, we're not telling you to mentor another man. Hey, they might be a of people. Because a lot of times people will use that as an excuse of staying in an unhealthy relationship or try to seek for love by trying to build somebody to help them get on their feet and they putting their heart into it. Now, same sex. The men did with the men, the ladies did with the ladies. Why do I say that? I said it just just like I mentioned earlier. A lot of times it creates not just a toxic relationship, but sometimes in an abusive relationship. So we have to use wisdom. Now, there are some incidents where, um, let's just say it may be somebody within the church, uh, a, a minister or whatever. that. That's an isolated incident. But even with that use of wisdom. But I'm talking about some of these young some of these younger people or some of these people they well, you know, uh I'm be real. Well, you know what? I don't wanna abandon him because, you know, his parents his family uh uh turn their back on him and everything. So I'm going to just help him. He's incarcerated right now. So I'm going to help him and everything. And then when he get out, I'm going to go ahead and let him stay with me and all that stuff. Uh Uh-uh. Your motive ain't to minister to him. Your motive is to try to win his heart. Relation. That's witchcraft. So that's why i had to put that disclaimer after because i deal with it i see it at work i see it outside of the work i've had people to talk to me about things and you know well you know uh i you know i i'm just i'm just trying to be a good christian yeah but god didn't tell you to move that joke in your house <laughs> god didn't tell you to move that young lady in your house you met her in rehab and you move her in and now she's pregnant. But you said that you're trying to get her closer to God. Oh, but did it work? No. She didn't get closer to God. She got closer to you. And now she's pregnant. Now you find out the real her. Now you don't like her. But guess what? She can your baby now. I'm a realistic person. I'm a realistic, if you want to call it. I'm a realistic minister. because. These are the things that's going on not only outside of the church, but within the church. I can speak about it, and I know there are some people and i've had I've had some older ministers that you know oh you don't know what you're talking about, but you know don't let my age fool you. I've seen a whole lot I've dealt with a whole lot, especially even in law enforcement, so I've been I've had a sensibility to see a lot of information. So I'm telling you all, fresh off the press, what goes on. But make sure you don't allow yourself to be used. But also, it's our responsibility to be the example that is needed for this hurting generation, for these hurting people. And we don't want to create more hurt. We don't want to add to the hurt. We want to help. We want to minister to them. And also, I always tell people, if you're not qualified to help a particular person, how about you refer to, him to those who are qualified? I tell people all the time, it's nothing wrong as a believer to seek godly counsel or professional counseling. It's nothing wrong with that. that. Doesn't mean that you ain't saved, you ain't lack, you ain't got enough faith. I don't want to hear all that stuff. Look here, there are some issues that you have to have it documented and get legal help, professional help, that way it can be documented. We got to do things the legal way and the biblical way. And don't let nobody tell you, well, no, you, no, you know, you don't need no help. You just need God. But God put ministers in place, not just in medicine, but also in the mental health. Any situation, in every situation, God has people in place. He has His representatives in place in every branch in this world. And it will be, it will be unwise for us to utilize it when the spirit people are getting the help they need, but we as believers, as Christians, we're not getting the help that we need because we're saying we're we're just going to give it to God. And God said, no, I got that person right there to help you. Let's be real. We need to get some help. We need to get it right before God, right for others, and also right for ourselves. That's what we need to do. For us to be able to turn this world right side up, so we're gonna definitely continue talking about this. And before before we get ready to go into prayer, I want to bring up uh, on the eighth. I want to make sure I got the dates right. Um, let's see, we're bringing up okay on the eighth. I'm sorry, it might have been ten. I'm gonna I'm double check. I'm double checking. Um, get the dates right, but um, I want to make sure let you all know that next month is Domestic Violence Month. Domestic Violence Month. And we want to make sure that we bring awareness like never before, because it's so many people that are dealing with a lot of domestic violence a, a lot of them they are looking for a way out a lot of them they're trying to get the help that is needed but a lot of time, people are suffering in silence there it is I got the dates people are suffering in silence and we need to make sure that we help those to be aware of what it is what it looks like I got the, I have the flower right here, and I'm I was trying to pull up the dates. but um I'll be I'll be uh as I'm on the air I'll be talking some more and try to uh, get the date. But domestic violence is is a huge huge ordeal, and we want to make sure to let people know it's real. This thing it. People are losing their life. And I have to say it, it's just people, not just young people, it's the older people. And not just people that are not saved, it's those that are saved. You know, know, all I can say is for us to be able to put an end to it by empowering people to no longer be victims, but also to bring awareness to those who are the abusers for them to get some help. So I hope and pray that we give this generation, those that are above us, those that are above us, give them hope to let them know that we can turn this world right side up. Give them hope that everything not all said and done because you made a mistake or two or three or four, whatever, Look at God's grace. God's grace, and His mercy that He want to provide to you and for you. God can look. God not gonna put it in your hand. He's gonna put it within your reach. Just get up and grab it. We gotta put forth the effort. You can't give up. You can't give up. I know right now. Like I said, it's so much of this society talking about suicide and giving. It's so depressing. I'm like, man. And then we'll smoke it out, we'll drink it out, we'll sex it out, we'll drug it out. We're trying to escape the problem instead of asking God to help us to deal with some things for us to be able to overcome and for us to be able to be beyond where we are today. There's no staying power. We don't have that endurance, but God will help us to get endurance. So right now... We all have something to pray about. We all have something that we'll, we'll be able to give to God. Because right now, His help. We need his guidance. We need his direction right now. And no matter what things have transpired, I always tell people, there's nothing too hard for God. There's nothing too hard for God. Allow God to come to you. Allow God to... Allow God to help you in every situation of your life for him to be able to be that counsel. Thank you, I got it. It's going to be September, excuse me, October the 10th. October the 10th from 11 to 2 p.m. Domestic violence. First of all, thank Miss Crystal it's Crystal Floyd and Mr. Derek Floyd Thank you all Thank you all so much There is no love in the lick Domestic violence is real And the event Is going to be The B Creation 20 with 2084 North Jim Miller Road Dallas, Texas It's going to be Gonna be October the tenth, Saturday, October the tenth, from eleven to two p.m. We're gonna have a great time. Great speakers. Um, we're gonna we're gonna have a lot of speakers. Also, we're gonna have someone. that's there uh, pertaining to domestic? Excuse me, not domestic ones, but human trafficking. Human trafficking. We're gonna have so many people. We're gonna have a uh, spoken spoken word artist. Uh, we're going to have a domestic violence advocate. Um, we're going to have uh, caters um, about uh, HIV, AIDS, education and fighting. Um, so many great speakers uh, to even talk about mental health. So for those who uh, are interested, I'll ask the link to uh, to this page and also I'll uh, add on to my website podcast. But no matter what it is, we're going to give it to God. The Bible tells us "Cast all our cares upon him once and for all because he cares for us. Think about it. God cares for you. God is interested in everything pertaining to you. He's interested even in numbering the hairs on your head, he knows about that. He's concerned. Look for you. That's an old term that we heard in school. I cut for you. Well, God cuts for you. He loves you. He's concerned about you. In just case you've been listening and you say, well, you know, I ain't say. What do I do to get? saved do I have to wait to get to church or what? What? Right now, you can accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior right now. Romans 10 and 9 tells us, if thou shalt confess the Lord, Jesus Christ as our Savior, and believe in the heart that God, and raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You can accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior right now. He want to live within you. He want to fellowship with you. He wanna commune with you. So whatever issue that you're dealing we're gonna cast all to him right now. Be heavenly Father, we're we coming to you right now. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We coming to you right now, God, we acknowledge your presence on today. We come to you right now, God. We need your help right now, God. We need you right now, God. God, we ask you to forgive us if there's anything that we said or done or thought or felt that was unlike you, God. Forgive us, God, cleanse us and make us whole. God, we ask you all to help us, God, to me and the ladies that you call for us to be, God. There are, there are those who are watching this video, God, who have dealt with so much. There are those who felt like giving up, God. God, we ask you all to help them, God, to not give up. Give them the desire, God, to live, God, and not just exist, God, but live the abundant life that you had ordained for them to live, God. God, we ask you all to help them, right? They may be hurt, God They may have dealt with so much, God But let them know what the devil meant for for their good Right now, in the name of Jesus There are those who have had broken trust Broken relationships, God we speak, God, that you heal their heart Right now, heal their mind Right now, God In the name of Jesus There are those who have dealt with so much, God Even like some who have dealt with Like sexual abuse Mental abuse Physical abuse, God. Help them to understand, God, that they were not at fault, God. God help them, God. If there's any guilt, any shame, we speaking God, that you remove it right now, God. In the name of Jesus, there are some who felt like giving up because. Even because of their family, God, they feel like they've been misfit. They feel like they were out of place. They feel like they were the black sheep. They feel like they didn't belong. But, God, help them to understand, God, that they do belong, God, that they do matter, God, that they, they, they are important. They, they are important, God, not only in your eyesight, but, God, even in our eyesight right now, in the name of Jesus. And saying we're everything you stand for. We bind every affliction, by name of abuse, remind everything that you stand for. We cancel your assignment and send it back to the fence of hell right now. In the name of Jesus, God, there's somebody, God, you have saved, you have delivered them. The devil tried to take them out, God, but you allowed them to be safe, God. But God, we speak it right now, God, even for us, God. And we have falsely represented you, God, and we have done things. Knowingly and unknowingly, God, that will cause harm. That will cause a breakdown or a breakup in the relationship with you or in the relationship with us, God, or in the relationship with each other, God. God, forgive us, God, and help us, God, to make it right, God. Not only with you, God, but even with those that we have hurt, God. But God help us, God, to forgive. God, release everything to You right now, in the name of Jesus. Help us, God, to fulfill the purpose and plan that You have for us right now, in the name of Jesus. And we thank You, Lord, for the testimony. We thank You, Lord, for the victory. We thank You, Lord, for the purpose that being revealed in this and through this right now, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we know God. Even if the devil tried to bring hurt. We thank you, Lord, for bringing the healing right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for restoring our identity, God, our purpose right now, God. And, God, we thank you right now, God for helping us, God, to fulfill the purpose and plan that you have ordained. And Lord, we know, God, even when the enemy tries to bring a distraction, even try to derail us, God, we thank you for giving us focus, God. Lord, we thank you for restoring our mind right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we thank you right now, God. We thank you, we praise you right now, God. Your word is to be praised and we thank you right now, God. We even speak it right now, God. For those who may be dealing with joy God, those who may be dealing with addiction God, we're speaking of that you take the taste of it out of their mouth right now in the name of Jesus we're buying that spirit right now in the name of Jesus we're buying the spirit, send it back to the pits of hell right now, in the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus, we praise your name right now, God, for deliverance right now, God. God, we thank You for breaking the addiction. God, we even thank You for breaking the generational curses right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak, God, for those who, like that woman or that guy that may be in the streets right now, like they're going to and for a look for happiness, looking for joy, looking for something. But God, help them understand they can only find it in you right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus right now, God, we speak in God, even at the body of Christ, God, help us to be prepared for even after the pandemic. Help us to have a word that's going to minister to those who are hurting. Help us, God, to be ready right now, God. Help us, God, to be ready, God to minister like never before. Help us, God, to be ready to preach your word like never before, not just with our mouth, but more importantly with our our life, God. Help us to be ready right now, God. In the name of Jesus, help us, God, to Minister, not just with our words, but with our life right now, God. Help us, God, to live a life that's going to be pleasing to you, God, that will draw people not to us but to you right now. In the name of Jesus, help us, God, to have a prayer and a praise in our heart right now, God. Help us, God, to commune with you like never before. Speak, God. We're not going to speak on the problem. We will speak to the problem solver right now. In the name of Jesus. Set the atmosphere right now, God, for your presence, God, to flow freely right now. In the name of Jesus, God, there's someone that may be burning down that's watching this video right now, God. Like someone like there's a widow, God. There's a widow, God. There's someone that has lost a loved one, God. They're hurt. They're crushed. They're broken. They feel like all hope is gone. But, God, we know, God, that you are near and dear to the broken heart of God. God, that you... You said that you would never leave nor forsake us or abandon us, God. So God, we speak that that you help them, that you hear their broken heart right now, hear their cry right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, there are those God that are grieving right now, God. God, we speak that that you help them, God, that you minister to them, God. God, we speak it right now, God. To know, God, that their life is not over with right now. Help them to understand, God, that they're still still work and purpose for them right now, God. There are some who may have dealt with so much, God giving up God we speaking God did you speak the word of endurance empowerment right now in the name of Jesus there are some who may be looking for employment right now God we don't know what the job is they may not know what the job is but you know what the job is so God we speaking God that you give them the sensitive ear to hear your voice and lead them to where they need to be at God lead them to the assignment God and God we speaking God that you give them preparedness right now God and God we speaking right now God as a nation, as a world, as a community, as the body of Christ right now, God, we hold up this nation. We hold up this world right now, God. There, are, God, we know that this coronavirus is active. We're still in a pandemic, even when the government and everybody is trying to make change to reopen and all that stuff. But God, we know, God, that the only cure is you, God. So, God, help us, God, to outlive this pandemic, God. Protect us, even during this pandemic, even those who have lost their lives, God, even during this pandemic, God. God, we're speaking, God, that you help our leaders, God, to use wisdom, God. And, God, help us to get out of self. And, God, help our leaders to get out of self. But, God, start listening to your questions, God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we praying for our leaders. We praying for our local leaders and our national leaders and international leaders. God, God, we speaking. God, that you lead them, God, giving that desire, God, to be obedient to you, God, to seek your counsel, God, and help us, God, in every aspect of our lives, God, to be at one with you, God. And we speaking right now, God. There is rat. Look like racial tension has been heightened like never before, God. God, you know the root of it, God. But so, we're speaking right now, God. We're speaking against the enemy of division. We're speaking unity right now. Right now, in the name of Jesus, all these senseless killings and murders right now. God, we holding up each and every person right now. Let there be accountability, God. Let there be accountability and responsibility. But God, help us, God. We talk about we want change in our government, in our in our local officials, in our uh, 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 other officials. But God help us, God help us, God to be in a position, God, for us to be able to bring the change right now. We hold up every auxiliary right now in our government, even in our churches right now, God. But God, we speaking, God. We speak in order right now in the name of Jesus. We speak in obedience to God right now. We're not fearing men. We reverence you, God. God, we speaking right now, God. You know every ill agenda. We speaking God that you're exposing and removing right now in the name of Jesus. Every word that's high or low right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak in the for us to recognize the wiles of Satan right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for what you're about to do. And most importantly, we thank you for what you've already done. But also, God, we thank you for who you are, God. We receive your word. We receive your spirit right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, put your head of protection around your people right now, God. But God, even speaking right now, God, we repent before You, God. God, You told us, God, if we cry out to You, God, if Your people, which are called by Your name, shall humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then You will hear from heaven and You will heal the land. So God, we coming to You right now, God, as Your people, God, we repent before You, God. So God, show sure to help us, God. Help us, God. Help us, God. Bring healing to this land right now, God. We give you permission to bring healing to this land, healing to this nation, healing to this society, God. Healing to our neighboring cities right now, God. And healing in our city, healing in this world right now. In the name of Jesus. And we give you the glory and the honor and the praise right now, God. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank each and every one who tuned in and I hope and pray that something was said that will minister to you. So don't forget there's nothing to offer God. God bless you, thank you for listening to Reconate my heart. God bless you and good night.